0: Welcome back to another episode of the CrossFit Bath Podcast. As always, I'm Jason, joined again by Ollie. Welcome back, Ollie.
1: Thank you for having me, Jason. I, I promised to try and uh improve my sound quality this week. I was listening to this week's a little bit and uh there's a barbell being dropped every uh twenty seconds or so. So I apologise for
0: that. That's all right. I mean you're at home now, so I'm I'm assuming no barbells will be dropped. I mean, I don't know for sure. Megan might walk in and just Dump a bell- barbell on the floor just to yeah. uh, add some atmosphere, but no,
1: we don't. We don't actually have like barbells and bumper plates here. Actually, it's just one, my one, my my one thing, on my on my wish list. Basically, we don't really have the space to do it. We, during lockdown, we did loads of um kettlebell stuff. We I mean, have got a pull-up bar and some rings and etc., but no barbell, which was kind of nice not to have a barbell and see how creative you could get with with minimal equipment. But yeah, I definitely would love a little little gym up here, actually. Um, but
0: hey not nice not to have but even nicer to have right yeah That's...
1: exactly yeah a
0: couple of of warm-up questions for you this morning ollie uh obviously weather's starting to change getting a bit wetter maybe out outdoor activities are gonna dry up uh, ironically so do you have any favorite board games or card games or something that you do with your friends or family when it's a, a wet day and you're trapped at home?
1: Um... My, my my kids are just probably a little bit young for it at the moment, but um, Monopoly is uh, probably my favourite. However, um, at, even this morning we were doing some Lego and stuff, and and, and actually I love Lego. Like, Barney loves Lego. He's a, you know So, yeah, Le- Lego and then when they're a bit older, Monopoly. Um, they'll probably be the go-tos right now. So. What about you? Uh,
0: we, so my, my brother and his wife introduced us to a game called Sequence. Right. That is uh you have a board with cards basically all over it and then you're you play in a team kind of you're in a team you can't actually speak to your your partner but you have cards in your hand that correspond to the cards on the table and you've got to try and make a sequence of five counters okay. uh, and it's uh, kind of you against the other people. It's good. It sounds boring but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so here's something I don't know about you. Do you play a musical instrument?
1: Joe, I really wish I could say I do, but I don't know. I tell you, I play recorder. I think everyone plays a recorder when at school, don't they? Or so yeah. Megan tells me anyway.
0: Well, yeah, I, I, I remember that. I remember doing that.
1: I remember play I could play Yellow Submarine on that. I probably still can, I think. Um, I could play one song on the guitar, and I played the violin for a little bit, but I was shocking at that as well. So that's a long-winded answer to no, um, unfortunately, but yeah. And tell you who's great on a uh, guitar, Sam Pullen.
0: I've seen, yeah, yeah, I've seen him. Uh, I've seen a, his Instagram.
1: He's excellent on the, he's excellent on the, guitar.
0: Yeah, he can probably even play it in a handstand, knowing Sam.
1: Yeah. <laughs> talent, Sam boy.
0: What? What has surprised me? I had a follow-up question that was going to be if you could play any instrument, what would you choose? But what's really surprised me with your answer was I, I too also had to play recorder at school. I also very for a very brief period was learning to play the violin at school. Yeah. Uh, and I can play a couple of songs on a guitar as well. So um Maybe. Wow, who knew who knew we had that in common? Yeah. So, is there an instrument you'd like to play?
1: I've I'd love to play the guitar or the piano. One of one of the two, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. piano is probably the most versatile, isn't it? Because you have a lot of options. So yeah. but based off of a question that I asked you last week, um that was about the games workout and yeah. you made the statement that you couldn't handstand very well yeah so here's my question for you if you could be given the ability to hold the handstand for two minutes yeah which would have won you the uh, the event at the games but you lose five to ten kilograms on every other lift would you make the trade
1: yes i would no question because it would balance my fitness out i am um... Relatively strong in the grand scheme of things, you know. I'm in the upper percentile probably from a strength perspective, but I can barely hold on my hands, stand on my hands. So uh, I'm not a great uh, example of broad fitness. So yeah, I, I would do that. I definitely, definitely. That's the one thing like gymnastic, like. I feel like um, the gymnastics side of things is the hardest one to train, right? So you your monostructural aerobic conditioning type stuff, like you got to put the hours in, but you can do that. Strength-wise, you know, it's probably a little bit harder than that. Um, but gymnastics is, it takes some virtuosity and, and some real time to do that. And you, you look at, um, it, it, there's no, there's, like everyone actually thought that the gymnastics, that handstand hold was a, as a, was a bizarre addition to the programming it made complete sense to me and if you look at the standard of lifting within a elite crossfitter you think matt fraser and tia like tia's got commonwealth gold medal i think it's gold one yeah gold medal in weightlifting there isn't any none of those guys are um, elite level gymnasts right and there's a reason for that because gymnastics is incredibly challenging and, and, and a very skillful um modality
0: so yeah
1: again that's a long and that's a long-winded answer to why i would trade a couple of kilos for a handstand hold
0: i, I think that i mean that actually leads into something quite interesting to maybe talk about today but I, I do think the yeah the idea of doing the handstand hold you know static in in that little box is interesting because i feel like that's a movement that has been kind of hacked a little bit for CrossFit, if that makes sense, because of the handstand walking that yeah. it's almost like you're, I mean, I've heard it described as you're falling, right. And you, your, your hands are kind of stopping you from falling. So you just keep, as long as you're in movement, you're all right. Okay. You're like moving forward and your legs are sort of falling over you. Right. And you keep going. Whereas yeah. if you look at, as you said, like a, a gymnast yeah. and their handstand walk, it's, the, the two look different, right? It's a, it's a very different style. So removing that ability, because, you know, they've done obstacles and they've done a lot of different styles of hands down walk, but sort of eliminating the momentum and saying, no, actually, you've got to do it stationary yeah. has shown kind of a... I don't want to say a weakness, because, I mean, they're all incredible athletes and, the, you know, they were also doing that after all the other workouts they'd already done. Yeah. So, but it it is interesting, isn't it, that there's that's very much kind of the CrossFit way that we sort of find the, the shortcut almost. And then Castro is quite good at sort of (laughs) noticing that and then, um, yeah, a bit of a spotlight on it.
1: Yeah, precisely. I mean, that is one thing that, um, Dave is excellent at is, is, um, raising the bar, right. And the expectations of what is, is fitness, because, you know, we're making the claim that these athletes are the fittest on earth. well, a gymnast would look at that and if you can't hold a handstand for more than a minute then that's kind of laughable like from a gymnastics perspective you know it's basic skill that you learn when you're a kid so um so yeah it kind of proves a point there i think uh you know back to the handstand walk um example that you used as well Uh, ultimately you're always trying to balance up particularly when you get to the games the the um test for the athletes but also the entertainment for the fans, right? And just getting people to stand there for a handstand hold arguably is not the most exciting to watch. You know, I would say that is it is quite exciting seeing who could hold on. You know, you've got them all standing there and they're like shaking and stuff. That would be quite a cool spectacle. Whereas a, a handstand walk, you can track that and you can follow and you could sit in the stands and see who's who's winning, et cetera. And so that's why um, I think the handstand walk has been included more than the handstand hold, basically. Um, but like you rightly pointed out, that handstand hold is definitely harder because you once your hands are planted there. I mean, they—they they, I think they played around with the size of the box that you could move around in, etc., as well. Um, and that the fact that it was so small would, was purely so that it would become a, a hold, and people wouldn't just walk around in circles, basically in, in the box. So, which would have been you know interesting in itself, actually, to see how far. You imagine a 400 meter track. How far can you walk on your hands around the 400 meter track? That's a good time.
0: Do you? Because I suppose, so like when when I see it, uh, an event, I obviously see it as a spectator. So I kind of say, "Oh, that's interesting." Uh, you know, oh, I see why. Maybe I can see why they've done that. But I suppose be- because you also program events yourself, yeah. does that come into play a lot when you when you watch these things that you're thinking, "Oh, they've done this," so it you know too appease the crowd or that you know what because i might look at it and think okay it was quite a good workout but i, I was a bit surprised that they would put this in whereas you're maybe thinking oh i know exactly why they they put that element in there that is the the very easy visual for the crowd to see where someone is or something like that
1: yeah i wouldn't I'd, i wouldn't claim that i always know exactly you know what the thought process was behind it but i definitely have a, a more insight you know 10 9 8 years ago I was programming for athletes to compete at these sort of competitions. So I was constantly studying and tracking and seeing how things evolved. And so I thought, fo- you know, I followed how things, things would be like, let's say, let's take the open as an example. The first year, I believe of the open, the second workout was press ups and a box jump. And the problem it instantly and, and in, it instantly raised a load of issues because you know in the gym the different variations of press-up is you know very very broad and um to find a kind of clear measurement or movement standard for that is very difficult so they so you know so the, we had press-ups in the open second workout first year we've never had them again since you know, for that reason second reason uh a second movement box jumps so bounding box jump so the the rule was you had to extend on top of the box now you get this weird funky thing where people cycle through box jumps where they jump on and then they jump off and as they jump off they open their hip but again that wasn't it's so gray and when you're moving at speed like a lot of these athletes can it's very difficult to judge in your own box so again that movement standard was taken out basically um and so you see these patterns emerge and they're just 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 an example of the openers It's, it's more challenging within your own box because you've got you haven't got official judges, right? You've just got your buddy marking you and it's on the affiliate owner to make sure that people are doing it by the book. And you, you, you've heard lots of arguments, you know, why the open is not the perfect test and why an online competition shouldn't be the only way that you can progress to the, to the, to the games, et cetera. Um, but you see these trends throughout the years and, and there'll be movements within a regional, as an example, and you wouldn't see them again. And you would know that okay, that's not in there. Uh, certain burpee standards—they've ex- they've played around with burpee standards. It's another difficult one. Um, and so yeah, there's uh, I've definitely tracked and followed that over time and understand why some movements are still in there, why some movements aren't. Yeah, hopefully that answers your question basically. But I, I, I from, an, from a from a from a I think what the games do is they um open the door to certain movements for you as well so i'd be very reluctant to introduce a new movement as an example because you can't foresee maybe some of the cheats around it maybe or the the there's a there's a good documentary called um every every second counts it's the 2008 games i think it's on netflix and um there's a guy called uh and he Finds a, a cheat around the squat clean thruster, so he, he does a thruster, drops it, and catches the bar, and then drops into squat instantly straight away and presses it. And that's two thousand and eight. Like people haven't perceived that, you know, didn't didn't envision that happening, and they said you can't do that. And he's like, well, why? This is the movement standards, etc. So, as soon as you introduce a new movement, you leave yourself exposed for the workarounds, right? And you don't want that. You want to make sure it's a level playing field. Um, I don't think uh filthy 150 this year introduced like a legless rope climb and you had to come back down and back up which is great you know all credit to them they they took a risk and found a bulletproof um i'm less reluctant It's maybe a weakness in my ability to program but i'm less reluctant to introduce those types of things um because you don't foresee the, the workarounds if that makes sense and what crossfit do is they because they've done these movements and you've seen them basically fail in certain circumstances and not introduce them you stick with the ones that you know um are going to be easy to judge and and so you always i've always got a judge in mind right so if we choose decide to do a movement at an event can the judge judge it or is it going to be open to interpretation we've done like uh, lunges before and you get some weird duck duck like walk thing and it's hard but you make people extend at the top and then it's like it's, it's subtle and it's it's very difficult for judges then to that's just an example it it's very difficult for for judges to to be consistent with so you've got all these things that you've kind of got to think about when you're when you're programming but yeah definitely tracked like trends and uh yeah uh, i don't even know what your question was i think it was like well,
0: yeah it was about the way you you view workouts but that's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. i mean my takeaway from all of that is one very disappointed we're not going to see Push up box jump workout in the open again <laughs> yeah. because I absolutely think that would be my all time best workout that will ever appear. In, I think it was like in, five in
1: deadlifts, I think it was five deadlifts at 60, 10 push ups, and 15 box
0: shots. Oh, that's yeah, I,
1: dream come true, isn't
0: it? That is a dream come true. I'd love that, <laughs> Shax. If you're listening, you yeah. keep putting in these old open workouts. Let's do that. Oh,
1: one. Shax, was, Shax was like second in Europe on that in the open as well. I think Shax would gladly put that one back in.
0: I won't, I won't go head-to-head with him there.
1: I don't want to bore people too much, but another story on that. So the first year of the Open, it, the first workout was the workout that we did um, last week or the week before. We did So it was 30 double unders and 15 power snatches at 35 kilos and 20 kilos. So we did that a week of that, and I think we tried it about three times, basically, like three times in in a, in a week and then the computer system crashed so their their online system because it was new and they'd not done it before crashed and so they rolled it over to another week so we had two weeks of basically doing double unders and power snatches so we did it again another like three times so we basically done i don't know 300 double unders six times uh, in in like two weeks our calves were absolutely in bits. and then the next worker they announced was this uh, 15 box jumps in, a, in in a 20 minute amrap so by the end of it, I just remember me and Shaq sat there with our like legs in a um bucket of ice, just like in absolute bits as amazing like our Achilles did rupture doing that. So
0: yeah, d- double unders will get you. I think the wor- probably the worst I felt from any CrossFit thing we've done was when I went to the kind of double under workshop that Shaq's <laughs> ran. Right. And I mean not it wasn't Shaq's fault. He he did warn me and Matt to stop when we'd kind of had enough but we were we were both trying to get up and down a ladder which was really awful And I just remember the next I don't know weeks really still feeling it in my in my calves something I want want to circle back to then because we were talking a little bit about gymnastics uh, and sort of how that's one of the one of the more difficult skills within within the CrossFit space and I'm kind of wondering then what what can you do about that so the, the my reasoning here is we've gone through this long period of lockdown uh, and we are obviously able to do you know lots of press ups and lots of squats and uh, if we had like a kettlebell kettlebell swings and things like that but i suppose it's probably the gymnastics side of things that you know, the two things that really took a hit were going to be heavy barbell and gymnastics because there's just not that it on the surface it would seem there's not that much you can do at home is that true or is there actually things we could be doing at home to improve our gymnastics skills in the box
1: right okay so um redefine gymnastics as moving your own body weight right so i would argue you did more gymnastics in <laughs> lockdown than any other exercise
0: well you have got me on a technicality there right? I it's, but
1: it's not technicality it's
0: the, it's it's tri- the truth
1: the air squats press-ups burpees sit-ups uh, any any moving your own body weight is uh and, and that and we feel like that's one of the foundational you know that is the foundation of what we do so you so
0: I, I want you to just can i redefine my question as high skilled gymnastics movements
1: <laughs> so yeah um i guess maybe stuff like handstand hold right which I, argue, yeah, would... which I would argue you could definitely do uh, at home it's, so specifically it's like on the rig and on some rings would you would you agree with that? or
0: yeah i mean i suppose handstand. you know you say you can do handstand holds at home i don't know i don't know about you but i look around my house and trying to find a wall that doesn't have something against it or a window or a door that someone is going to open is a nightmare i, I don't know about you but
1: no, no, definitely. I definitely wouldn't be doing a handstand hold against the wall or door in my house. Absolutely not. Um, but I guess... And I, but you can do it freestyle. It's freestanding outside or freestanding inside the uh, living room, I guess. Or but, can you? Right, yeah. <laughs> not, with a, not with a five-month-year-old. Definitely, I must land on him. So, so yeah, you I mean, body... But, but again, my... Um, I guess my argument Jace was when we're talking about um, gymnastics in general is how many people can actually do, let's say a um, you know, 20 good push pushups, like head to heel, stronger still as some of the guys like to say. Um, you know, that to me is, it, it should be the starting point. And I think it's really important with gymnastics. Everyone wants to rush to the, um you know the, the sexy stuff uh, and it's very relevant to new people but you want to rush to be able to do kipping put ups, so you want to be able to rush to do handstand push-ups you, you and and actually you need to spend the time to build the base of support and, and we've had this conversation before you've had this conversation with multiple people before like you, ha- you have to just be patient with with it and uh Nail down the basics. Be able to hold an, an FLR for two minutes without breaking. That shows that you've got the strength in your shoulders and the connective tissue to be able to hold yourself in that position before you even worry about going inverted. Um, so yeah, I think you can do a lot of that stuff uh, at home. Uh, you do need the right environment, um, but also you probably need the progressions. And I, I think this is something that we we speak about internally quite a lot. We pro- we probably don't provide you guys with enough of those types of progressions that you could do at home i think um and let's be honest Jace, i completely uh, uh swiped your episode you had you wanted to go in this way in deep and i was like no i just want to have a conversation with you basically so but we're getting into the the the, the, the schedule now but i think what people could do outside of um the gym we could we could give more resources you know not just like not just lifestyle like nutrition and stuff but also like exercises and training because people can't always make it to the gym right but people want to be able to exercise on certain days so how can we what, what are the resources that we can give people to help complement that and and doing bodyweight exercises but knowing the progressions to a handstand right so like you said oh well i need a wall well do do need a wall or could you practice a headstand before you do a handstand yeah there's a we used to have a great uh gymnastics bodies uh progression on the wall at the old gym and it took you from like a headstand a crouched headstands or full headstands to different handstand variations and it was a nice clear like um progression coach summers uh that was his gymnastics bodies which is a great resource if you want to add this to the, the show notes like Co- gymnastics bodies is a great resource for low level uh beginner gymnastics all the way up to kind of Top level, um, so that is definitely something that you know. I think we, I would love to be able to provide people um, doing running programs and that type of stuff, like we did in lockdown. You know, continuing to do that, so people at least have got re- thinking. Oh, I, I feel like I've got some energy. I can't make it to the gym, but I actually have got half an hour now. What could I do? Well, here you go. Here's some resources that will complement the programming as well. So we're not getting you to do a load of handstands, and you know, there's handstands up the next day, as an example. Um, so that's something that we. Um, we need to just dive into it and think about a little bit more because I think there's there's opportunities
0: there. I think when you mentioned the progressions, that's that's probably where I see, I guess, particularly for new members, but also for, I think there's a lot of us that, and this might be wrong uh, on on our side or on our part, but what I think a lot of us like about CrossFit is that idea that you can just go in and switch your brain off. And it's like, I go in and the coach tells me what to do. And if there's a movement that I can't do, I say, I oh, can't do that. And it's like, well, here's the the scaled version, here's the other option. So you again you just go in and you're told this is what you're doing and you do that. So we're not always like tuned in on the progressions or well if I want to certain things it's kind I I'll say certain progressions make sense when you just look at them, right? So oh I want to do a pull up and I can't do a pull up. But I can do a pull up with a band that is supporting part of my weight, like that's pretty obvious, right? And then I use a band that's supporting slightly less, slightly less, slightly less until I can eventually do it in my own strength. Yeah. But when you're saying things like, we're holding a two minute FLR hold, well, where's the relation? What you know, how does that help me to get to that? It like for you, because of your, you know, your background and your understanding of how you know what muscles are being used in that FLR hold and what's being used when you're up on a rig and how the two complement each other. It kind of makes sense. Well, not kind of makes sense. It makes perfect sense. But I think to somebody who's just coming in and it's like, well, that's something on a rig and that's something on the floor. And there's that, there's that instant disconnect between the two things. So I think sometimes it is just that being told, you know, Oh, you want to get like, you want to get good at a handstand, hold a hollow hold on, on the floor.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You know why well because that's gonna it's gonna strengthen you holding your core which is something you need to be able to do when you're on your hands kind of that yeah so maybe it is just perhaps on our part having to think about those things a bit more
1: yeah yeah yeah. well you know some people just want to come to the gym three or four times a week or twice a week and just do that and, and and not worry about it outside of the gym um you know, I would argue that you're probably going to get more out of your fitness by doing stuff outside the gym, but I completely get it. I go to the gym, and I, do, you know, I do the, the programming because I don't want to waste energy in my head thinking about what I'm going to do each day for a workout. I'd rather just come in. All right, that's the workout. Fine. It also, stops me from cherry picking and default into the biases. Even though I do go for a run on the days that I think, oh, well, no, I don't, know. I'm not sure I'm going to do that today. <laughs> um, but yeah, so progressions, but it's, I'm sure shakti has got like a great analogy around this. Um, he usually does, but you know, it's, it's, it's saying, right, well, here's your destination. Here's where you're starting from, figure it out. Right. And actually, if you had a map of how to get there, you're going to get them way more efficiently in the correct way. And, you know, rather than trying to just figure it out, you know? Um, and so, yeah, maybe just, you uh, thinking about some, some, some resources that we can deliver to the members, um, to help support that because there are lots of people that want to do stuff outside of gym and want to, the guidance. And I just feel like there's so much stuff. I think where I get, I get not, not nervous, but like you know, I feel like there's lots of, um, there's lots of resources online. There's so much conflicting and confusing information there that if we could just cut through all that and just give some resources for people, um, you know, just save people a whole ton of like energy and time and confusion. and um, but also then we know they're doing good stuff as well. We know that what you're doing outside of gym is quality work that when you come back in the gym and you still need a coach and it's not the same as somebody having eyes on you. You know, it's trying to learn, learn how to cook from a YouTube video. So it's not the same as having someone teaching you how to cook next to you. But, um, I think if we can, if we can provide some, some tools, for people and some guidance, um, you know, but also just having conversations like this and, you know, your podcast and stuff is, is, is the start, right. Just bringing it to the forefront of people's minds and helping them understand that actually you can do some stuff, but you know, where to start, etc. cetera, is, um, is a challenge, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I, I think I used to be a lot less doing stuff outside of the gym. Uh, I, I think we had, you know, I, I remember we, we recorded an episode back when we used to speak in person. Do you remember those days? Uh, and, And I remember like talking about, we were talking about the frequency that you train. You say, you know, you've got to kind of, ideally don't let two days go that you don't train. And I was like, oh no, that's, you know, I I know kind of over the weekend, I don't, I don't train. And and you sort of pointed out to me, well, hold on, you don't do anything. I was like, oh no, I do, but I don't come into the gym. And there was that like disconnect of, oh, if I'm not in the gym, it doesn't count. Uh, So I've I've gotten better at, at, so now like on Saturday, my new goal now is because I've, I've, shifted my schedule around a bit so i'm training monday to thursday which means friday saturday sunday i don't so i'm trying to put saturday a run on saturday so at least there's something in between but i used to be a lot more just well I'll, you know when i go to the gym that's when i'm training and when i'm at home the kids are around the family's around it's it's a lot more difficult to kind of do do stuff here
1: yeah. which which jay sorry to cut you off isn't there's nothing wrong with that right? let's just be crystal clear there's there's zero wrong with that Um, yeah I just wanted to point that out
0: but what I found is and and, I mean and this is nobody's fault but obviously because of the new restrictions with regards to the gym uh, it it used to be that while I could say well I'll I'll just train at the gym I could hang around 15 minutes before the class starts to do a a bit of mobility or a few extra kind of stretches something like that or you could hang around a little bit after a class and try and practice a few. I remember we used to practice handstand walks and things like that, yeah. you know, just once the class had finished, obviously we can't do any of that anymore because of needing to get out and let you guys clean up the gym. You so want to do that in the car park? No. <laughs> yeah. Handstand walk to the kebab. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I've been like, okay, now I need to probably start doing some of this stuff at home. So I've got a few little things I'm, I'm, trying, to I'm trying to do, trying to do my daily mobility. Yeah. Which is happening more more often than it's not, but it it's still not a, a daily thing as much as it should be.
1: Yeah. Well, just doing it once a week is better than not doing it at all, right, Chase? So um
0: go on. What yeah, I, I mean you've been you're, you're being very kind to me here.
1: <laughs> Saturday. Well no, but I just think uh I, I think I get I guess like there, there's there's uh, there's an expectation you just as long as the expectation comes from yourself and not the else that's the main thing I think isn't it so um and you'll have a you'll have an expectation for yourself not not, and and I think I don't know sometimes getting in the weeds a little bit but sometimes we'll say uh, it's a bit obsessive like why can't you have the day off but actually it it makes you feel better right you know it's it's better for your well-being you're going to be better around the family knowing you've done some exercise and you've moved because we're designed to move right that's a, a natural you know, we're not supposed to be sat down like eight, nine, ten hours a day, we're supposed to move, and so, um, trying to incorporate some activity into your daily routine every day is actually pretty natural and it's better for our, our mental well being, not just for our, our physical mem- uh, well being. So, um, you know, and I just think yeah back back to your point it's just it's just the expectations on yourself right and it's uh if you're doing one m- mobility session a week then that's great like to me like, can you build on that yes like so but don't be i think sometimes also there's loads of stuff that you've got especially with crossFit highlights there's loads of stuff that you need to work out on like right? you need to improve on it it's like you try and practice it all at once it becomes a bit of a cluster um f and uh you, you you just want to focus on one or two and try and say so running and mobility okay let's just focus on that for a period of time and see, see where it gets me and not overwhelm yourself with too much stuff basically
0: yeah and I, I mean for me i've picked like the mobility because i was having more and more issues in my shoulder so you know mm-hmm. trying to so again it's that health side of things being like well what can i do so that I can be not just not just so I can lift more weight in the gym, but so I can actually feel better when I'm in a workout and that. So that was that one. And the running is, as you've always said, like an easy. It's an easy fix, right? I, I want to do something today, but I do think it gives you a. Even you, you know we're not comparing ourselves with other people. You're comparing yourself to yourself and and all of that. And I know that's true, but I was thinking about how many people I know that had done like the couch to five k, yep. and that was sort of and. Which is great. And that's good that they got up off the couch and started to do, you know, and got to the point where they could run a 5k. What I really like is I've never, I've never been a runner and I've never like really thought about training running. The only running I've done is what's been programmed at the box. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I can just look on a map and work out what 5k is and be like, okay, off I go and just run a 5k without building up to it. Yeah. That gives me a, a tremendously good feeling of like, oh, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not the fittest person in the gym, but I am for life in an area where I feel like I have the fitness I need to live, kind yeah, of 100%. in in the way you should, let's say.
1: That's what CrossFit's all about, right? It's, it's being able to you not you're jack of all trades, master of none, right? And so if you do want to get you 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 might not have a two minute handstand, but can you hand, how stand on your hands for 30 seconds, like potentially could you build up to that? I think that's realistic for most of you guys at the gym. Um, you know, going for a 5K, you know, can you just go out and go for a run? Yes. Yeah, you can. Um can you deadlift? Can you pick up like, you know, something super heavy and carry it five meters across the garden? Well yeah, I can do like, you know, it's just being able to do these these everyday tasks, you know, and uh that's that's what CrossFit prepares you for. And and if you can maintain that into very like it's funny I use it is it's a bit of an extreme example but I always do a flip on we've got a trampoline in my back garden I always do a front flip and I always think right if I can always do that I'm most likely going to be able to do most things the day I can't if if, if there's ever a day if I went like a week without doing that then you start regressing right and so if I can always maintain doing that I always know that I'll be able to uh yeah I'm functioning well in life basically so
0: that's amazing is there any videos of this
1: uh, yeah, probably. So you yeah. can find my Instagram if you want to link find
0: it. Instagram. Yeah. Well, that's just, I, I like the the idea of, because from from how I know you and like all the things you're kind of doing for CrossFit UK and for Sid and for the the you know the bridge and Bath and all of that. And I, I see you as this quite sort of, you know, imagine you kind of wake up in the morning, you've got your morning coffee, you've got your little schedule of, oh, I've got this meeting, this phone call, this one, I've got to do that. And I just like the idea that penciled in there is front flip. Just yeah. got to make sure I go out and get my front flip in. And yeah. then i can get on with my day
1: yeah i can't claim that i do it every day but I, I try and do it whenever the kids most the kids rope me into going on the trampoline most days so um yeah yeah okay, so maybe i should be better at, it, I be better at it now but you know.
0: can can you do it without the trampoline that's the question
1: absolutely not i wouldn't have the minerals to do that i swear as i get older i get more of a, a more of a worse less daring
0: it, it's um scary when you take your kids to the to the park right like to the playgrounds you see what they're doing and you're like how do you yeah but that's our goal right fearless As
1: parents our goal is to try and you know you get you as a kid you can do it and then something happens in your adolescence where you stop doing it and then all of a sudden you can't do it right and you always joke like we're talking about handstands right everyone's like i haven't done a handstand since i was like 11. Like, why not like what Where is that disconnect i think my my goal with the kids is to continue to get them to play into their adolescence and into teenagers and, and and uh just so they can maintain it and keep it going so because yeah, it was always there people always got it so
0: what's well, like with gymnastics you know we're talking of high school gymnastics i think things like the monkey bars yeah. like they can nearly all kids can do the monkey bars but you watch the parents and they're like you have a go no way there's just is there something and obviously it's different when you're When you're, you know, the size of a child, (laughs) that's all you've got to to lift. But they've, you know, they're still lifting their body weight, aren't they? And as you said, if you just kept doing that, you'd never stopped. You'd be great now. So I guess that's what we're trying to get back to. It's the same with mobility. I'm talking about mobility. My daughter just torments me with mobility all day, every day. It's nothing more frustrating than seeing her just comfortably sitting and doing whatever she wants in the bottom of a squat. Yeah. You know, so um, I guess that's, we're trying to get back to it, but at the same time, not let them stop doing it, exactly. I
1: guess. Oh. To not be able to do it, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, it's been an interesting chat. I, I'm not sure where we went with it, but.
1: Um, I think we could do another two hours, couldn't we, Jase? we have to do yeah. a feature length one soon.
0: Well, I mean, this is, what's it, this is going to be episode 46, so we're, we're fast approaching episode 50.
1: All right, 50, we'll do it. Two and a half hour marathon. Two
0: and
1: on. a half hour marathon. Yeah. People, can, people can, people can, people like because I've gone off one. People can say, "What the hell was he talking about here and here and here?" And then we can pick that up in the on the fiftieth episode, and maybe dive into some of those topics a bit more.
0: Yeah, we'll ask some of the the top fans if they could just make a list of yeah. que- questions that Ollie didn't quite answer. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Right.
0: Tangents he went on. Yeah. We we will talk about that, and I know that we are still planning to to talk about. Sid, before I guess the final thing then, because we talked about comparing ourselves with ourselves and we've talked a bit about the games, and then we've like this idea. Do you feel the spirit of competition is like a good thing to have for just your average Joe doing CrossFit anyway?
1: Um, yes, and no, yes We need another hour for this one. Um, I think like having a competitive element definitely helps you get more out of yourself for sure. Um, but I think it's, it's as long as you've got context to it and you don't take it so far that you, you sacrifice things like form and your safety in order to be more competitive, you know? And also, yeah. So I I, I think, yes, that, that is part of what attracted me to meet CrossFit and that's why I enjoy it. It's that camaraderie and and, and the, the competitiveness of it for sure. Um, and I think I'm a competitive person by nature Um but I think you—it's a dangerous thing as well, and you need to be able to control it and and use it when it's good, and and pull back from it when it's not so good.
0: Um, yeah, it's just, <laughs> just something I've been thinking about recently because I I'm not a competitive person, yeah. in, in any sense of the word. So and I definitely think with like the eight pm group, I don't see us as competing against each other. We're definitely just working out together. Yeah. Uh, but I've started a little kind of a little bit of a competition with jake uh, the bridge and i just find that gives you that little kind of uh, it spurs you on a little bit but as you said it's it's absolutely about like pulling back when it's not you know it's just a fun little kind of
1: he's an an ability right you know it gives you a big ability you know he's going to show up so it makes you want to show up so
0: yeah but but it's definitely more i would say it's more a joke than it is a serious (laughs) competition so there's no way that i'm going to break my back to try and lift something that I know I shouldn't be doing just because it will let me win. Uh, It's much more just that kind of, all right, let's, let's have a go then. Right. Okay. I guess that's, that that, it's been an interesting chat, (laughs) Ollie. uh, This is something I think we're going to try and do more often is just to, to to have you on and and just talk in general about what's going on. Obviously last week we kind of caught up on the developments at the box. So this was a bit of a more general chat. If people have, things that they want to hear you talk about they should just let you know uh, and then we can tailor the conversation at least in that direction
1: yeah nice one
0: all right so thank you ollie thank you everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you all next week on a- another episode of the crossfit buff podcast thanks mate